All right. We are back. It has been about a year and a half since we have done this, but it, we are in a new space. We have cameras. If you're watching this on YouTube, hello. I'm Mark. I'm what's up, what's one up? of the worship leaders here at Eden. I am here with Pastor Daniel, Daniel Atondo. Yep. It is good to be back. Yeah. It's been over a year and a half since we last did a podcast. And we, right? Roughly? Yeah. The I was going through it last night and... The last one we did was after we went to Florida yeah. in June 2019, which feels like a lifetime ago because things are so different now. Yeah. And the thing is that COVID does not explain why there was still an eight-month gap between, <laughs> between when we did our last podcast and uh, the COVID stuff. So what? why did that podcast die, Mark, is the question that I want to know. I feel like it was ahead of its time. It was that we're, it was too, <laughs> we were too far ahead of our but, time. But I also think that there wasn't much for us to really talk about. And I just feel like in the conversations that we have had between now and then, like I, I definitely feel like we, if we had just you know recorded those, that would have been a great podcast episode. But we are back. Yeah, like we we're doing this. I think a lot of people started podcasts over the last year, but we are going to leverage this time that we have all the equipment that we were able to gather over the yep. last almost year to help provide more content for people. Because I know that right now we're putting out service once a week and I feel like we could also be doing more because we have we have all this, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and that was that. I, I would say that was kind of the vision behind why we even wanted to do this. Now we did kind of jump into this with not a lot of questions being answered in terms of like the direction of where we're going, but I think the heart of this was to bring everyone who considers Eden Church home uh, or anyone else who's just interested in the types of conversations that we're going to have. But the purpose was to to keep the conversation going because. We feel like we can communicate through email, we do some social media stuff, and then we have Sunday morning communication. But beyond that, we don't have a lot of dialogue going on between us and the church and filling, filling in some of the gaps for people. And so that, this, we felt like, in, in, at least in part, this was an opportunity to do that. Yeah, and I think one of the things that blows my mind is that there are still people who, who have been watching for months even who have not even gotten to meet you I in know. person. I mean, like we do like the zoom call once a month yeah we're trying to do it once a month but it's 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 just so weird that like we don't get we some there's people who haven't gotten to know you or haven't gotten to know me and so i think this yep. is also a great opportunity to hear you outside of your message every week for the 25 30 minutes that that you get yeah for sure i mean and i love that thought because you know it's crazy from time to time like we'll have we'll do some like we did the joy boxes and yeah. there we met a handful of people that have been at eden but have never actually been into like an eden service and then uh i think we had a zoom call with someone who joined the volunteer team but they have never actually been a part of uh an in-person eden service yeah and so this has been such a crazy type of year but um, but because of that, we have it has kind of pushed us to do things as a church that we probably would have not done for a few more years. Like the fact that we've been an all digital church, uh, whether it's through groups or service, and then now even even pushing us toward develop, you know, being more intentional about developing YouTube content. Yeah, I remember December 2018 because we back when we were in person back in the olden days, yeah. we would take like the last Sunday of the year off 
to give us like a Sabbath as a team. Yeah. And, and so we, I, I remember we were throwing around the idea of producing like an online service. Yeah. And I remember having a conversation with um, one of the media directors at another church and they were kind of running through what they did for theirs. And I just, rem- and they gave me like a list of equipment. And I just remember thinking, wow, this is way out of our, you know, out of my comfort zone. Even. Yeah. But you know, if I take a step back, like this is what we've done for the last nine, 10 months now. So it's like, it's crazy that, you know, something that I thought was so out of our comfort zone is now just our normal. Yeah, I know. And what a, like, I mean, I feel like we all know that anyways, like when things are hard, that's oftentimes when like the most growth is associated with like our development. But I felt like this year was so unique where, I mean, we say that about our organization, but I imagine that that is true of every organization. Um, They've had to pivot. They've had to rethink their strategy or their Mm -hmm. philosophy of operating. And so, um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's really cool. And so anyways, I mean, we're going to, we're going to be jumping onto this podcast. The hope is that we get to interact with you. And so I, we really don't want this to be like a one-way deal where you're just viewing it. Um, it would be really helpful for us if even in the comment section of this video, if there, if you throw out some ideas on like what is some what what are conversations that we yeah. haven't been having at Eden that you would want us to delve into and talk about in a more informal environment. Yeah. And uh, for you audio only listeners, you, you can message us on social media. Our handle is at Eden the Church, or you can email us at hello at Eden.church. So feel free. Our DMs are open. So yeah, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your feedback. Give us ideas to talk about. We're definitely going to try to bring um, some of our friends on here too, because we also want to have other people's perspectives yep. and hear their voices as well. So it's not just going to be me and Daniel, but I do think that it's an awesome platform that we get to use because we already have podcast, like we upload our messages every week. We have our YouTube channel. So I think it's a great way for us to, to leverage that. Yeah, hundred percent. No, I'm, I'm really excited about it. And then I feel like even just for this first podcast, part of it was, um, I, I feel like part of it is just inviting people into the journey because we don't really know where this is going to end up or where we're going to land in terms of the podcast. But I think that has kind of been some of what we've been learning in this season is that like you just got to get in there and try it and uh, run through a few sessions of it, get, yeah. get a few under your belt. And then I think over time we'll have a little bit more clarity. But I kind of like it's kind of like Seinfeld. Seinfeld was a show about nothing. Mm-hmm. What is our pod? Mark, do we even have a name for this podcast? I mean, right now it is, I think it's just the Eden podcast, <laughs> but if you have any ideas, yeah, comment if you have below, a clever, clever a name. DM. Yeah. If you have a clever name for the podcast, um, but, uh, but for right now, we're just not, we ain't about the labels. Yeah, that's true. We ain't that about no labels right now. But we are, we are already, you know, taking a step by putting this out here. So that's true. I think, I don't know. I'm not great at naming things anyway, but. If anyone has any great ideas, we'd love to hear them. Yeah, that'd be fun. Well, I mean, Mark, if you think about, you know, all that has happened over this last year and then even what is like starting to seep into 2021, what do you feel like was maybe the thing that you were most happy, like the thing that you walked away feeling like obviously we would none of us would have wished this would have happened. But on the back end of all that has happened, what are you grateful for? Yeah, I think one big thing that I am 
I think one big theme for not just me, but for a lot of people is just change, right? I think in 2019, one of the things that I really went through a lot was like a lot of deconstruction of my faith and just a lot of different things about myself that I was learning. And I think this past year, I've just had to be okay with change, whether that is outside of my control or not. I think that I am naturally a risk adverse person and I also like being comfortable. And I also, once I find something that I like, I just kind of latch onto that. So obviously last, this past, you know, the past year, there's been a lot of things where the things that I'm comfortable with or the things that I like, I can't do anymore. Yeah. And that, and so if it weren't for that, I probably would not have done that, you know? So I think that, um, that's been one of those things and it's made me step out of my comfort zone and it's made me try new things that I probably would not have done. Yeah. And, and, and obviously too, that's coming from a place of knowing that I, I have, you know, that I'm going to be okay. Yeah. And knowing that I will be safe, like in terms of like job security or knowing that I'm going to have a roof over my head. So I, I think that like, in a way it is coming from a very like comfortable and privileged spot to just say, like, Oh, yeah. you know, a lot of things changed, but it's okay. But, but in, in a way, like I think it has made me confront that part of me that is like risk adverse or like yeah. wanting to stay in what's comfortable because a lot of what was comfortable is not viable still, you yeah. know? So how no. about you? Yeah, no, that's, that's good. I mean, I, I, I think, you know, I think this year just forced all of us to, reflect on like just just to gain a greater sense of self-awareness um because there were so many things that i think were probably always true of our culture but we just had maybe never had to face it or Mm -hmm. to think about it and i think this year there were so many things so many things that like we had to revisit from a fresh perspective Mm -hmm. and even for us you know i mean we're a young church um, this is the first time you've ever been like a, a lead, uh, worship music, whatever we call, mm-hmm. you know, your position. Um, and the same for me, like, this is the first time that I've ever been in a role like this. And yeah. so, um, I feel like in some sense it was, it was, it was the challenge of it was refreshing to like our, our faith. Like we, I felt like we just had to every week kind of figure things out. And I yeah. just imagine that like, that is true for everyone and i think it's still true for everyone like i don't know anyone who's gotten into like a rhythm where it's like okay yeah i this is kind of my system now or at least you know people with young children because for for kayla and i we are every week like pivoting making a plan uh revisiting the plan you know rebuilding the plan and so it's just a constant um flow but like you said i mean i think we're getting more comfortable with with not knowing like more yeah. comfortable in the the mystery and the uncertainty of stuff yeah and um so yeah no I, I feel that yeah and I think that I mean obviously like you you can't prepare for this but I do think in some ways I am grateful that we were a pop-up church yeah because I in some ways I think like that grit and that tenacity that that comes from being on a team where like not every week something's going wrong, but like you have to be ready to like pivot yeah. and you have to be ready to like move to a different location. If the location that you're meeting at says you can't meet there anymore, you know, like, I think like in that way where we're not tied down to like a, a, a location, I think that helped a lot because yep. we already kind of had a mindset of like nothing is permanent yep. already. So I think being able to just pack up and 
wherever you know wherever it is we need to film like and obviously right now like we're we're filming like we've been filming service in here for the last six months almost seven months now and so we've been we've been really blessed to have some sense of permanency but yeah. i also think that that mindset of just being willing to like you know pack everything up and go wherever we need to go is also really important and that does and i think that gets developed when you have that type of culture where that's yeah. just what's it kind of the norm no that is so good and i think like that so much of that was like revealed like your true character mm-hmm. of your people but also of organizations like the yeah. culture of an organization when it's under press, pressure and stress it starts to like reveal the the true personality the true character and so i felt like i was i don't want to say pleasantly surprised but i was very grateful and thankful how flexible our team continued to be week week after week after week when we didn't know where we were going to be able to film i mean we had to keep finding and you know searching out locations calling searching you know where could we where could we start filming and sort of setting up a base of operation for a long time we didn't have that And, um, and so I don't know, I felt like very, very grateful for that, but we talked about this before. I'm like, I feel like we're all, we're, we're in a very agreeable stage in our, on our team. And so, uh, at some point I'm sure that was shake. And like for people, like one of the ways that we have really tried to, uh, organize, like even our team is like high feedback culture, not getting your feelings hurt. If you have an idea that someone doesn't you know, run with or something like that. And so just being yeah. able to do that. Uh, but I feel like we are, you know, we're, we're all kind of running on the same cylinder right now. And that's a gift for this season, I think. Yeah, that's so true. And I think like we, do, we I mean, and I think that's part of that where it's like we don't have the luxury of being com- like even when we were meeting in person regularly, like there was still a lot of things where stuff like from at least from my perspective as a lot of my stuff is a lot of Sunday was a lot of Sunday morning stuff where it's like something's not working and you have to, you know, try to troubleshoot that. It's kind of like, you don't have the time to really complain and and get upset. And so I feel like a lot of that trans translates over. I remember, especially like back in the beginning of when we started doing church online. So March, April, May, when we, we, we probably double, you know, doubled our meeting locations because of, that we've met in like three or four different places just to film. And so, and a lot of those weren't even that permanent because we've been in here since June. That's true. So we did, you know, we've been, we did church online starting in March. So if that's five locations and one of those locations we've been in for a while, like we were jumping around for a bit. So yeah, it's, um, and I think it's kind of the same principle where it's like, we don't really have the time to complain about stuff. Cause we have, there's, you know, we have stuff to do. Yeah. There's, there's a, we still have, a mission and a vision to keep running after. So, yep. No, hundred percent. And, and not even just like our, our team, even though, I mean, I'm talking about like our staff team, but mm-hmm. like our volunteer yep. crew and like the people who just kept showing up mm-hmm. and kept being involved and stepped into, you know, hosting online service. They never, they've never done that either. Yeah. And so, so true. I felt like the, as much as we were challenged, we were calling other people to, you know, step up into those environments and to challenge themselves. And I just think, you know, obviously this is a challenging year, but at the same time, what a gift this year was in terms of, um, and again, I realized too that that is a, a privileged thing to say, Yeah. but, but at the same time, it wasn't easy. We didn't, yeah. we didn't want this, but we can see how God was with us 
in it and through it and how he's forming our the culture of our church. I mean, if there's ever time to start a church and to be young and to have this a part of your culture, I I mean, it it, I think in the long run it's a gift. Yeah, and and I mean it is that pressure, right? Like I think it's kind of like being refined because we, but at the same time too, I think we're just so blessed in the position that we were in because we weren't just getting started. I think we were also in a place where we, we felt comfortable putting on a service. So I I think it would have been one thing if we were still trying to figure that part out. Yeah, that's true. But I I think that it, we, we were really blessed that we were still able to get those reps of in-person service under our belt. Cause I could not imagine trying to start anything from, from scratch right now like that. Yeah. But. Well, I wonder more cuz I mean even even just to like the people who are watching this for them to like cuz that's I mean I just think processing your life mm-hmm. is part of how you start connecting to the, the dots. It's part of how you start seeing the theme in your life. Yeah. Um and so it takes time to like just reflect and to see how God was even moving in your life through through all of this mm-hmm. to just pause. But I wonder for you, how, how, what do you have? Is there any way that you process, like you come to like start, like man, you you look back and you can pinpoint where maybe like, oh man, I, I now looking back, I can see that God was in that or God was in this or yeah, God was in that. Cause I, I don't know if you have a process of that, but I think about it, I'm like, how do I, how do we come to those moments where we start to like identify the maybe God's subtle movement either mm-hmm. in us or around us? Yeah, I think one thing that for me that I was able to see is how much of a reliance and how much going back to like being comfortable is like how much of that program and how much of establishment that I am really uh, that I really gravitate to. Because I think that it when it becomes part of just your weekly schedule that you're in church, I think that once it's taken away or when it gets really drastically changed, it I think that it forces you to think like, okay, like, am I really going to church because I'm getting something out of it? Or is this just another part of my routine at this yeah. point? So I think, and even now too, like online, like even though it, it is different, it's still regular. Yeah. So I think that it's, it's definitely challenged that because for me, like I was growing up, I was in church like three days out of the week. Right. So yep. that's a bit, and it's a big part of, when it's just a big part of your schedule and if you don't really have a choice to, to say otherwise, I feel like you just kind of start taking it for granted. And yeah. I think that's what take having it being not an option right now. I yeah, think yeah. it's made me value it a lot more. That's, that's a good thought. That's, that is interesting to think about like when we notice or like how we respond to certain things are, that are disrupted. Yeah. Because for me, I have never like gotten real upset when, like my workout routine was disrupted. That's I was true. like, oh, I can't go to the gym anymore. Like I was not sad about that or anything. But then to like notice the things that when they are disrupted, it really impacts me and like why, why mm-hmm. that is. Like why am I so affected by certain things? Someone told me this really good advice, or maybe I read it or something, but they said, if you get hysterical, then it means it was historical. Mm. Meaning that like if you if you get triggered by something, then chances are that whatever triggered you is like some deep rooted wound from the past. Like mm-hmm. if you get histor- uh, hysterical, it means it's historical. And I just think that even like noticing 
our frustration points or noticing what brings us joy. All of that stuff, I think, is tied to like noticing what how God is moving in our life mm-hmm. uh, by by what frustrates us, what I don't know makes us happy. So that's true. But I wonder what what for you. I mean, what this year? What have you noticed about your life? That you know, or people who are viewing this, what what have you noticed about your life? Um, and, yeah. and the themes uh, of, of maybe how God is working in your life. I don't, yeah. I don't even know what I'm trying to ask. I but. think at first I thought it showed me more of how introverted that I actually am. Cause I was at first like kind of happy that <laughs> I, there was no like social <laughs> pressure to like be around people and like, I don't know, just be in situations where you have to have conversations with people. So I was happy about that. Yeah. Like, I actually was really happy about church online. Cause I was like, okay, like I don't have to try to <laughs> talk to anyone. After I know church. I can just retreat. Gosh. But I think after a while, and, and I think what showed me that too was just how tired I got of Zoom, yeah. you know, being on Zoom yeah. with groups. And maybe that's just also because like that's how we do our meetings and yep. that's how we're doing our small group. So it's a lot of time on Zoom. But I definitely think that it kind of made me realize like that the people in my life that I was in regular community with when that got taken away, it definitely like I didn't realize that it would have as much of an impact as it did because I thought that I would be okay. Yeah. But it, I... And, and this is coming from someone who isn't always up to like hang out and do stuff. Like I think it showed me that these communities that I, I choose to be a part of, like are actually even more important than yeah, I thought. Because, dude, that's so good. You know? Yeah, that's really good. I mean, we had people who are introvert, 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 like real deal introverts, yeah. not like it's trendy, cool to call yourself an introvert, <laughs> right? It's like they're really introverts and they have even started like missing the human interaction and and yeah. being a part of, you know, the community that we have. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know, we'll get into this probably in another podcast, so we're not going to go too deep. That's true. Yeah, but yeah. I just think, man, we, uh, we, there's a lot of hurt happening right yeah. now. A lot of and a lot of that yeah. is like made worse by the fact that we are isolated from each other, not yeah. not connected. Yeah. So. Yeah. And going back to what we started this with, this is par- partially why we're doing this podcast. We want it to make it feel like you are in the room with us, hundred percent, having yes. a conversation with us. So, you know, we hope that this makes it, you know, invites you into the talks that we have. And I also think that it make, you know, it made me realize too, like in the same way that learning to adapt to change, like trying to be okay with that. Yeah. Even though, you know, even if that's all that we have available to us, but not only just rethinking what is a group, but also rethinking like what is the function of church and what's the function of all these things that we were just so used to and that we took for granted because when it doesn't become viable as a viable option, yeah. and learn how to rethink it, does it mean that it's not as good or is it not as valid? Like I think it, a lot of that too was stuff that everyone's kind of wrestling with right yep. now too no i mean and mark i just think in big picture faith journey we i just think we think that like we're supposed to like have this faith early on and that faith is just this simple straight line sequential process mm-hmm. for our entire lives but i just do not think that that is like the biblical pattern of faith yeah i think it is this constant cycle yeah. of uh, reconstructing and deconstructing. Yeah. Because that that is just how it works when we come to, like, greater levels of int- intimacy with God. Mm-hmm. We cannot think that, like, what we understood about God as a child will sufficiently 
uh, you know, sustain us into adulthood. And, yeah. and not that those truths were not true, but the more that you mature and the more that you're... But anyways, just to what... I don't, not to even delve into that conversation, but just that this, this, this year was, was a reconstruction, deconstruction cycle yeah. that just happened in a very short amount of time. Yeah, that, a thought that I had had, and I don't know where it was incepted into my mind, like, I don't know if it's me regurgitating something that I've heard, but I just had this thought where it's like, what is considered faith for me is different than what is considered faith for someone else. Like, it's not mm. in the same way where it's like, you know, it is a for someone who has never grown up in church, never heard about Jesus, never you know, the, the act of going to church, I think, is a step of faith. Oh, 100%. 100%. But at the same time, for, you know, if you have grown up in church all your life, that's not a, you know, it's not a big deal. You've gone to church. So it's like, it's the same action, but there's so much more. Yeah. That goes into it. So you can't look at it as these, I think a lot of times we tend to think of it as these milestones, which I do think are yeah. good. But I also do think like that it's always, there's never the finish line. No. Nope. It's like, yeah. Because what is, and then I think what's also hard is that there's this tendency to look down on or to minimize those steps of faith because to someone who has already achieved that, it's like, oh, you know, big deal. Someone shows up to church. You're supposed to go to church. Like, yeah, you get judged if you don't, you know, if you don't show up and it's like, but that's, you don't know people's journey. Like, yeah, what, what it took for someone to take to take that step. So it's like, I think in the same way where it's like learning to rethink what that means we're learning what it really means to to deconstruct our what we think of as following Jesus too. Yeah. No, I think it's a beautiful thing and I think that it's part of every faith journey and if it's not like yeah. To me that's the not, I don't want to say I that's not I don't I just think that it's not something we have to be afraid of. It's yeah. not something that we should fear. It's something that it's, it's part of the journey. It's part of where God is taking us, is, yeah. is to grow us. So, Mark, let me ask you a few questions. Okay. What, what do we need help with in this podcast? We need a, what do, are we, <laughs> we need a name. We need a name. Do yeah, we need yeah. a name? We don't know. Well, let's think about that because we don't, I don't know. We, maybe we need a name. Yeah. But what's also nice is that we already have podcasts on Spotify and Apple and okay. Anchor and SoundCloud. So if you're if you're listening, you can find us there. But we already, you know, it falls under the pot, you know, because we already have like Eden Church on yeah. those platforms. So it's not like we're trying to title it from scratch because at the very, you know, if, even if I up when we upload this, if we forget to title it, it'll already have an. It already have a title. It's already going to show up. Okay. So, but I do think a name's important. Okay, so we need a name, but we also need some help with create creating some of the content in terms of direction yeah. like what do what do people want to hear us wrestle with and talk through or not even us i mean because we can bring other yes, people there in there have to been some out there ideas like we people were saying we should talk about aliens mark what do you <laughs> believe about conspiracy conspiracy aliens? <laughs> so i i don't know if we should go down that road i mean yeah. we, we, we can open those i'm nervous i maybe same. maybe people will know more about us than then we yeah. want them to know. But who cares, Mark? <laughs> my fear of what other people think about me is really going <laughs> to get exposed, depending on how much I want to disclose oh my about gosh. what I think about things. So Yeah, we're going to share some. We'll, we'll share some scars, but we're not going to bleed all over everybody. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, tune in at your own risk, ladies and That's gentlemen. That's true. So, Prepare but, to have your um, 
your conceived notions <laughs> of us to be shattered. But uh, well, cool. Well, I'm pumped. This is episode one. I feel like this is a good place to wrap it up. Yeah. And thank all of you for jumping on and being a part of the conversation. But don't just allow for you listening to be the extent of your involvement. Feel free to comment. Let us know. We'll be reviewing yep. all of that stuff. At Eden the Church on social media. Or and if you want to send us an email, hello at Eden.church. And then do they like these videos? How does that work? Yeah, smash that like button. <laughs> hit subscribe. Hit that notification bell so that you're always notified of any time we drop a new video. <laughs> so on sun, or so Sundays, we have our messages at uh, eden.online.church. So make sure you tune in 9.30, 11 a.m. And then we, you can also watch the replays on our YouTube channel as well. But thank you so much for listening. This is our first episode. Yep. We did it. Yep. We're 2021. Back. We're back. We'll see if we do another <laughs> one of these. <laughs>